So one of the things I thought was interesting is there's actually now numbers to kind of show what this has done to the advertising platforms. And the actual- Who's got these numbers? Oh, dude, I've got these numbers. And let me tell you, these numbers as reported by- Damn, I thought I had it up. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. I thought you were just going to end it with, I've got these numbers and just kind of hit the numbers. I thought I was too. In the mix for episode number 21 our 23rd recorded episode yeah. today we don't have gary joining us but we're pushing forward anyway yeah that really makes it sound like gary kind of slided us again but i will give him credit there were scheduling conflicts that i think were our fault this time so don't definitely blame, our fault definitely our fault we don't blame gary but, you know, we're still here, baby. It's like those episode zero and one vibes. You already know what it is if you're a long-time listener. If you're not, become one. What yeah, the hell yeah, are you waiting yeah, for? Yeah. But an office. Uh, what do we got for the people today? What are we going to be talking about? We're going to jump through some quick trending tech and then jump into our main topic. What's going to be a little bit more about Facebook, um, their new transition to the meta um, I guess like I was going to say tagline, but the new company name. Yeah, it's and, more than a tagline. Yeah. You're just like, yo, we're meta now. Get with it or don't, I guess. And, In reference to the metaverse, of course, which we'll go over. Yeah. And just again, the general news around that. Nice. Well, I, I guess, you know, Gary's not here. So maybe, you know, you could be thrown off a little bit. But the one thing that's always consistent is me finding out how the hell you are in office. How the hell are you? Charlie, I'm doing great. A lot of things are changing real fast in my life, but you know, most recently was Halloween. Yeah. Um, and I, I'm not going to lie. I was definitely a Debbie downer. And I think it's just cause you know, we had a good time the previous weekend. I was kind of tired. I was like, you know, I, I don't really want to do a whole lot for Halloween. Uh, my costume wasn't coming in time. So at that point, <laughs> you know, I was like, whatever, fuck it. Um, and, and to give a little backdrop on the costume part there, uh, Charlie and I had decided to be Scooby-Doo and uh, Shaggy, uh, him being Shaggy, myself being Scooby, um, but everything ended up falling through. So Dolphus, uh let me clarify here. You had decided, I don't know when, you just said, for Halloween, I'm going to be uh, Scooby-Doo and you're going to be Shaggy. And I was like, uh, like, I thought you were joking. And then you were like, yo, did you order the Shaggy costume yet? And I'm like, no, I ain't doing that. And I'm like, I guess I am actually, never mind. So I get the the stupid Shaggy costume, which is just the green, like oversized, like a like, green V neck, and then the Shaggy pants, which I guess in hindsight are appropriately named. But uh, I get that in time. You don't get the Scooby Doo costume, and I ordered this shit first too. Which yeah, is ridiculous. I ordered mine like a day before. But I thought this would happen, and I was like, you know what? I also don't know if I want to be Shaggy in Scooby Doo. You know, but you know what? I thought at work we dressed up too. You know, at least for work I could do that. That'd be funny. You know, I don't know why you want to be Scooby Doo, but whatever. No questions. I'll do it. I can return it later, which I'm a chronic Amazon returner. I think I've mentioned it a couple times uh, on the pod. I, I love ordering Prime items. So I'm I reporting return- you. Yeah, I I put. I always put as the reason for returns because they'll never charge me is inaccurate website description. It does work. It, it does works. Work. You do have to write a comment though of like why it's inaccurate. I'm just like product was not as described uh, I did, every time I, and it works. I didn't have to do that for the Scooby-Doo costume. I just put inaccurate product description, no comment required, oh, nice. optional only. Maybe they realize just no one cares. It's just inaccurate. But <laughs> So hot tip out there for anyone that, you know, whatever, that returns their Halloween costumes because they're they're very, um, what's, what's the word here? Um, scumbag. Yeah, they're scum- <laughs> if you're a scumbag like me and you return your Halloween costumes, Amazon Prime, an accurate website description, you already know what it is. But getting back to the point here on Halloween, so Scooby-Doo, Shaggy. All right, you know what? My boy Knopf wants to be Scooby. I'll be Shaggy, baby. I don't care. So I order it. It gets here in time. He doesn't get it. But I already had a backup plan because I was like, first off, I don't know if I really want to do this, but I'm just going to, you know, I know I'm going to return it later. 
I've always liked plague doctors, right? Perfect transition for, from Shaggy. <laughs> you know, when I talk about a plague doctor, I'm talking, you know, not just like some doctor in medieval times, you know, has a little cross on his chest or something like that. No, 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 no. I'm talking about those like bird masks. Yeah, the, the ones that like have the long beaks. Uh, I, I remember I was probably first exposed to these in Assassin's Creed, like back in like high school. Like they would walk around with that. I was like, oh, I love oh, that. That's sick. Right. So I ordered that. I looked up medieval men's shirts and I started, I don't remember what it was called, but I I saw a few shirts. I ordered a couple of them again with the plan to return the ones I don't use or even that I use. And then also I was like sleeveless medieval's men's shirts because, you know, I've been (laughs) working out lately. I'm trying to to show up the guns. So I ordered two different sleeveless men's vest medieval looking shirts. And thank God I did because Novice's costume didn't come. So what ended up happening, I also was indecisive with the mask. So I ordered two masks, these plague doctor bird masks. So what ends up happening, Scooby doesn't come. So then Nopis and I are going out as plague doctors. And these costumes, in my opinion, look sick. I felt like I looked great. We got lots. I had no costume ready and you just had one fully procured that matched. Yep. And we got tons of compliments on these costumes. Like everyone, I mean, unless they were all lying to us, like everyone thought they were sick. A uh, few people, we, we went out in Fort Lauderdale. We're like, yo, that's a bit like scary. Like some people were oh, a little, yeah, some people were a little like, a little like eh, I don't know about it. But th- these are also people that were wearing like khaki shorts and like button up like, <laughs> like fish shirts at like in Fort Lauderdale on Halloween. So I, I, I don't expect much from them. I will say the only downside of the costume was like wearing the mask uh, was a little difficult. Um, so in the beginning, like it just had all these fumes of just, I don't know, like, like fake leather fumes coming out of it, but that dissipated after time. Yeah. Um, but I couldn't wear my glasses with it, um, naturally because it's like a full face mask. So I put those in my pocket. That's not a big deal, but the, the like the eyelids, like for the mask are like shaded. So one, I can't really see a whole lot while I'm just walking through crowds, but then also through tight crowds, I have to hold the beak of this like mask. Oh, so you would have hit people with exactly because I didn't soft. care. No, yours was like a soft, more like I don't know, like malleable kind of mask. I, I didn't have an erect beak, but yeah. I was still hitting people with my beak. Yeah. It was wobbly, but I, I was hitting everyone um, as we were walking through the crowds. Yeah, I was just making sure I had like my head down a little bit tilted, trying to try to avoid people at best, closing my eyes through the crowd. It was a fun night though. But so going back to one of the things you said before. You were a little bit of a Debbie Downer going up to Halloween, you know, especially you still wanted to be Scooby-Doo, though, which I'm sorry that didn't work out, though. The So one funny thing is if we were Scooby-Doo oh, I know and Shaggy. Gonna, I know what you're going to say. Um, <laughs> am I allowed to say this? Like, oh, oh, dude, I don't care. There's nothing wrong with this. I don't give a shit. First, I'm at the bar. I, you know, I'm getting a drink. And uh, beside me happens to be... Um, the roommate slash friend um, of one of Charlie's ex-girlfriends, uh, one that may have been um, talked about in a follow a previous episode at the wharf. Oh, that really <laughs> that doesn't make it too specific at all. I Thanks, was hoping you do the number off rip. Yeah, uh, you usually do uh, for number. these callbacks. Oh, uh, oh, I don't know the number. I don't care. I, actually, I do care. But the episode where Charlie was the king of the wharf. Yes. Well run into her and I say hello um in, you know reintroduce myself she's like um doesn't know my name for sure but you're what's his name's friend which is Charlie um yeah wait did she actually say what's his name she did say that <laughs> get fucked fine I don't care <laughs> very quickly after that you know I glance over and I actually see Charlie's girlfriend ex-girlfriend ex-girlfriend wow uh my apologies Awkward. um and the funniest thing is she happens to be Daphne. That's right. She was Daphne. And her boyfriend, or new boyfriend, is Fred. <laughs> it, it, was there, it, I think, I don't know who the other person was, but wasn't there one other person who looked was a Scooby-Doo character? So I didn't see the other person, but I saw it on Instagram the following day where there was a Velma. So I don't know if they're a part of the crew or if they just found a random Velma. But if we were all just there together, we would have fully made like the Scooby-Doo crowd. Yeah, because they were missing a Shaggy and a Scooby-Doo, you said, right? Based (laughs) on what you saw. So first off, dude, 
if we had our original costumes, I have no shame. I'd be like, yo, we need to take a picture together. I don't give a shit about, I haven't talked to you since we broke up. Don't care. Don't care about the new boyfriend. All I care is about is we got the fucking mystery machine ready to go, baby. Is that, that's what the fans call that it. That is mystery what it's machine. called. Yeah, okay. you got I, as I said it, I was like, I don't know if I got that right. It's been a long time. I think it's mystery machine. It sounds, it sounds right. Scooby, I don't know. Scooby. I'm Scooby. with it. Okay. I'm with it. But, you know, this reminds me of another thing that you like to this do. It's such a small world. It, it is Ridiculous. such a small world. Like, imagine if we just got them on time. Like, <laughs> you would think that You we, wouldn't have worn it. You would we, think we did this on purpose. Like, you would be like, yo, Charlie's creepy as shit. He found out what our costumes are going to be. And then him and his boy fucking came. <laughs> the ones we were Playing gonna. another dangerous game like Strava. Uh, episode two reference. I like it. Uh, that's a different ex-girlfriend, by the way. <laughs> but... Yeah. But well, it's not creepy. I promise. It, it wasn't creepy, guys. If you listen, you'll know what I'm talking about. But anyways, what is – I guess this could be creepy, but I think it's funny that you – I don't think it's creepy. I, I actually think it's hilarious you do this. Uh-oh. So I, there's a few ex-girlfriends, people I've dated that Nopis continues to follow on Instagram. And, in, <laughs> and I don't. And it will be funny because I don't – I. You you'll give me updates and I'm like whatever I don't care <laughs> and then you'll like you'll show me a photo and it's like Nafis Ahmed is like this photo and it's like I don't know what you're doing it's almost like you're like yo remember Charlie like I'm liking this and it's like I'm not doing that but you're doing it I'm out here I'm out here stirring the pot but not even purposely you will remember us and not to be technical <laughs> it's I, I think it's a hilarious thing you do I. Sometimes I'm like, yo, I don't know if you should be doing that, but I'm like, hey, you know, I can't control you. You're you're just my boy. You're out here. You hey, like they have full um, right to, I guess, unfollowing me. And there's an option when you unfollow someone that you can make someone be unfollowed too. So yeah, I like how you say that. Control. Like that's not in reference to someone specific that did did that to you. <laughs> someone did this recently. I'm uh, totally sad about this. I can't believe it. I can't believe I got unfollowed and forced to unfollow them. I didn't even know that was possible. Yeah, that's how you learned. Well, if you're listening, person that unfollowed in office, you already know what it is. You know who we're talking about. We know. You know, know, and I'm sad. I did nothing. Follow them back. I did nothing for this. But in other Instagram news from the podcast, Nafis has first posted for the first time in what four or five years on Instagram. Damn, bro, you're gonna put me on blast. Hell like yeah, that. I'm gonna put you on blast. You got some dapper ass photos, professionally taken from a colleague of ours. His name is uh, Chris Williams. Shout out to Chris. Williams. Shout out to Chris Williams. He he did our whole company. He took tons of photos. He, he's a photographer. We'll put his link in the description. Why not? Link in bio. If you need some photos in South Florida, this is your guy. He's great. He is great, but Novice's photos came out phenomenal. What a great first post back! I'm proud of you. You're back on Instagram. We I think back, the profile is public now too. You're you're going oh, yeah. nuts, dude. You're out here. We're out here. We out here. You already know what it is. Um, the, one of the funny things that I found out uh, once I uh, posted is I was told that there is a notification that went out uh, to inform people that I hadn't posted in years, and to me it was um, this is the uh, the notification that I imagined is uh Nafis Ahmed hasn't posted in years. Please like his photo to uh, provide some external validation or he's going to kill himself. <laughs> That's essentially <laughs> what it means. Uh, although the real notification is like, hey, it's Nafis Ahmed's first post in a while. Check it out. Uh, but it really means like, yeah, like Nafis is posting this and he's probably very self-conscious and needs your validation. <laughs> Let's not have him commit suicide, guys. Thanks for the validation, fam. He's still here with us, baby. Let's go. <laughs> We should not be joking about these For things. another we're week. We're kidding. Uh, we're very PC. All right. But on the topic of poll follow-ups, or that was not the topic we were talking about, on the topic of Instagram, <laughs> I've got poll follow-ups, baby. Hit it. All right. So in our last episode, episode 20, our 22nd recorded episode, we recapped some things. We recapped how we went to three points. It was the second Uber drunk Charlie in an Uber chronicle. Office I went over in detail. Gary was mortified at what I did. You can go listen to the last episode. I ain't recounting it. I'm but not mortified. There was a poll based on this story. If I was in the wrong in that story that we told in our last episode, in episode 20, what I did in the Uber. You're in the wrong. Um, 60% of people, we had a lot of votes. 60% of people said I was in the wrong uh, and 40 agreed with me. Wow. I think that's actually a lot more reasonable than I expected. I thought I like... 
it was more like 80-20. Nah, 40, 40% agreed with me. But I suspect, and I reached out to a few people that actually voted yes. And I'm like, there's no way you heard the podcast and like listened to this. And you just wanted to vote yes. To, to, they're like, yeah, you're right. Because I think you, when you see some of the details, which is just like me leaving a one-star review, me leaving a, a 69, 69 cent tip. Exactly. I mean, you asked for that, dude. Yeah, it's like there you don't have the full story. The guy wanted to fight me. Uh, but anyways, I appreciate the 40% out there that agree with me. You already know what it is. You know, we, we're good. We're out here. I'm fine. I, I, I don't regret what I did. It was a good story. Go listen to it if you haven't already. And before Charlie says it, Fat Charlie content coming soon. I wasn't going to say it. But yeah, you you and Gary have promised the audience content re, uh, where I was a little heftier, perhaps. <laughs> so I won't lie. I have a little bit of reservations about it, only because, um, you know... You know, we make this joke about it, but that's because we know you, you know, like, you know, we're close, like we're, you know, as, as much as we joke about it, we do care about like our, you know, our self progression and mental health among all these other things. Um, and I don't want this to trigger someone by any means, you know, just us just coming out here and posting this content about you and making, you know, making light of this situation where we can do this as friends, but I don't want someone who is, you know, maybe external to the podcast, maybe not someone who knows us very well see this and then feel uncomfortable. So I don't know. Yeah, if, if you think I'm off base, please reach out via social media at not to be technical on Instagram and let me know you want this content. Please request. I have the perfect idea, novice. No. So, all right. Your first thing you're going to do is you're going to post a poll and you're going to have a picture of Fat Charlie. Oh, yes. And you're going to say, does Fat Charlie content make you uncomfortable? Then you're going to have the next story being the actual Fat Charlie content that you supposedly are oh. curating. And they, they've been warned if they're, <laughs> if they're going to be comfortable or not. And then they can vote if they want. They can participate. They can skip. They can unfollow. Who knows? That's what I would do if I were the one tasked with doing this. But I am not. It is you. So. All right, Gary, uh, we'll reconvene uh, after you listen to this episode, I hope quite promptly, and uh, strategize <laughs> on uh, how we put this out there. All right. Well, let's the, – the last thing – so I wanted to talk about Halloween costumes a little bit, right? So Novice and I went in-depth on the Halloween costume we kind of wish we had, although I think ours was really cool. I, I, I'm kind of glad it worked out the way we did, despite the funny thing that could have happened. But I was interested uh, – and really what, what spiked my interest here, so we talked about Squid Game a couple episodes back and how popular it is. And there's been so many memes about, like, before Halloween happens, like, people that would dress up as a Squid Game character and just, like, how basic that is and how stupid it was. Like, the, the memes were everywhere, right? And I think, I, correct me if I'm wrong, because I, I was in Miami. I was in Fort Lauderdale for a couple different yeah. Halloween things. I saw a Squid Game character twice. That's it, twice. I expected to see Squid Game characters like everywhere. I think you're right. I, I didn't see those same Squid Game people, and I was with you the whole time, but I, I attribute that to not being able to see you while I had my mask on. Oh, dude, actually, yeah. so you weren't with me in Miami. I saw both of them in Miami. For oh, Lauderdale, okay, okay. no one. No one had it, at least for my... We, we I were around a, I mean, there was a lot of people. We went to a bunch of different <laughs> venues and shit. But that got me thinking, what are the most popular Halloween costumes? So I have a list Uh-oh. of the top 10 from this year to 2021 based on Google search data, like people searching the costumes that they want, what the most popular ones were. Novice, can you give me, what do you think was, I, I'll make this easier for you because obviously you can't guess the top 10 list. That's yeah. nuts. Give me three that you think made the top 10. Okay. Just three. And then I'll, I'll reveal the whole list. So my first guess is going to be um, what my backup plan was going to be uh, for Scooby-Doo originally, which I was just going to be the very generic costume that uh, most women use when they don't have a costume, which is uh, put on cat ears and put on some makeup. So I was going to be <laughs> cat boy. So I was just going to be a cat. Um, is that on the list? 
Cat is not on the list. Damn, for real? But Shit. you were very adamant. You you were like threatening me, like if we don't get this costume, I'm going to be Catboy, and I'm like, okay, like I was very like, close to being Catboy. Yeah, you, you kept saying it to me, like <laughs> I would be upset by like you could be. I mean, it's lame, but you could be Catboy. But no, didn't make the list. Uh, also, Charlie, thank you for getting me um, a quick costume yes. as well. You got me deer antlers and this also this like tufty tail. Oh um, uh, yeah, for work. So we didn't have the plague doctor stuff in time for our work Halloween event uh which was like during work hours on on the friday before halloween so i went very quickly to the store that was right by our office i picked up an edm cat mask for myself uh, that is definitely not what it was advertised as but I, that's what he became yeah that's what it, it was dubbed in the office the for, like, there was like a whole cat. costume vote thing charlie is edm kitty cat i was like fine i'll take it actually it was a good name i don't know what maybe because we went to three points that's why it was edm last year for the office contest i won a gift card for uh wearing a penguin costume that was the year prior yeah last yeah. year but you're right no you were a toad last year dude no, that was um, before COVID. During COVID, I was a penguin. Oh, that's right. Yes. Okay, my bad. I'm so sorry I was yeah. wrong. Okay, well, yeah, so I, I did buy you deer antlers and a deer tail just for our work event. You did not wear that out. You were yeah. a plague doctor. Um, great sidebar conversation. <laughs> I just want to thank you for that. I yeah. appreciate that. It made yeah. my day a lot better. Yeah, you had a, a deer tail too, like kind of like the things you would put like over. Like It had know. mixed reviews. Some people liked it. It was pretty controversial and other people didn't. Yeah, I liked it. That's why I picked it out for you. All right, let's go. Top 10 list. Give us two uh, more choices. I was stalling. I was stalling. Um, nurse. Nurse is not on here. Fuck. And the list contains both... Uh, male and female. That's right. Stuff for men and women. Uh, what do you... Um, Ten, yep. All right, one more guess. Skeleton. Nope. All right. Do you want me to start from the bottom of our list or the top of the list to give the top 10? Bottom, bottom. All right. Number 10, baby. Chucky. What? Yeah. Really? I think maybe because of uh, some of the remakes recently in okay. recent years. I don't All right. Know. Keep going. Fuck Number Chucky. nine, clown. Okay. Fuck. That makes sense. Number eight, cowboy. Are you fucking serious? I, dude, cow, it's, it's generic. It's oh easy. Oh, my God. Number seven, Harley Quinn. I can see that. Number six. That's seven, though. That's damn. That's wild. Fairy. Just, just a fairy in general. I don't. I'm know. mad at that one. Number five, and this makes sense with another recent remake, Cruella Deville. Okay. There was a lot. I saw I a did. few people I know that actually dressed. I saw that. it on like Instagram. Yeah. That and uh, Harley Quinn. So I was like, yeah. okay, that kind of makes sense. Number four, Spider Man. Shit. Okay, that's a gimme. I should have known that one. Number three is shocking to me. Maybe this might be for little kids or something. I don't know how this Google list works. Oh, yeah. Maybe. Dinosaur. <laughs> Who the hell's dressed up as a dinosaur? It has to be a little kid, dude. Like, a little kid that just loves dinosaurs. I don't know. Well, so I think about those big inflatable dinosaur costumes. Uh, but, like, yeah. how many? Like, that's, that's not the top them. three. There's not, I feel like you'd see that everywhere. Dude, number two is also a shocker, in my opinion. Rabbit. Are you fucking kidding no, me? No, it's I, a rabbit. Rabbit, number two. I feel like that's close to cat. I'll take it. I, how is cat not on the list in rabbit? Is it rabbit or, or like bunny? No, it says rabbit. R-A-B-B-I-T. Rabbit. What the, the fuck is rabbit? What do you mean, what is a rabbit? But As a costume? I don't know, man. That's what they want. People want to be Are rabbits. they putting these on toddlers? Like, I guess. I feel like it's they, they meant bunny. I don't know. I can think bunny ears, like something's I, off. You're so hung up between bunny and rabbit. Like I'd say just the fact if it's either rabbit or bunny is it's shocking. All right. Last one, number one. A witch. Not that we did have a witch in our group. We did have a witch in our group. That's right. So that concludes the top ten most popular uh costumes that happened this year. I also have some extra details. In Los Angeles specifically, the top costume was Corella DeVille. Uh, in Chicago, it was Spider-Man. In Dallas, it was Fairy. <laughs> in Charleston, a shocker, because this was not on the top 10 list, is Astronaut. And then Washington... I don't know. Yeah. And then Washington, D.C. was Spider-Man. Okay. They did give additional detail where Squid Game, that was what had me thinking about this, that was 23rd on the list nationally. So didn't even get to top 15. Power Rangers were 37 and Pokemon was 50. Just any type of Pokemon, I guess. 
<laughs> Pikachu, Charizard, Farfetch'd, Mew, whatever, who cares? I was, uh, I was a Pikachu in first grade. Uh, and I remember I was so mad at my mom that I was Pikachu because I didn't like Pokemon at the time. And it was really just me rebelling because everyone liked Pokemon and I liked Dragon Ball Z. And I just remember being Pikachu and I was so mad. I was like, why, why am I this? <laughs> I'm still upset. Yeah, you, you visually do look upset right now. Like it's like what one of those hell, things, mom? like one of those things you just think about and like it grinds your gears every time. So that's a shocking costume, Pikachu in first grade. But you know what else is shocking, Novice? And we haven't gotten the trending tech yet. All right. Hit it, Charlie. Oh, you want me to hit it? Fine. All right. Well, I think we've talked a lot about NFTs recently, right? Non-fungible tokens. We have an episode with Steve Asaway. I don't remember the number. It's there. You'll it, find it. It's a few back. We have so many episodes. We can't refer to these episodes uh, now. We, we grow and we I'm out I'm going to take a stab in the dark. Episode 19. I feel like it is 19. Just find the one that has Steve in it, baby. But we talked about NFTs. We explained what they are. McDonald's is jumping on a train. Everyone's jumping on the train, right? So one thing, McRibs are back. Some people like McRibs. I think they're gross. They sound, yeah. I, 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 I'm not going. It but, reminds me of this gross like uh, like um, school lunch sandwich that they yeah, have. Yeah, like, like mystery meat. Yeah, and yeah. I was always like, oh, God, it's this thing. I never had the mystery meat sandwiches, but I have tried a McRib. It sucks. But to promote the McRib, which does get a lot of fanfare, like people go crazy when this comes back for some reason. They do. And I'm always like, that's gross. Eat that. Like, don't tell, don't be proud of it. <laughs> Eat that and don't be proud of it. That's good advice. But the McRib uh, now is going to be accompanied by an NFT or a chance to win an NFT. So essentially, if you buy a McRib, you validate it, whatever. If you have a like a, I'm gonna be eating so many (laughs) McRibs to get this NFT. I mean, honestly, the way they're doing this, the NFT is going to be somewhat rare. It is, and it's it's going to be a big deal, especially with how like seasonal this thing is. Honestly, it's so fucking smart. It's smart. So it's like McDonald's themselves, like they may not make like too much in terms of money off of this baby. Like if it gets sold again, as we learned from Steve that the original creator of an NFT gets residual income each time it's sold again. So uh, that could be like, I, this isn't a revenue thing. This is obviously just an advertising scheme, but it could be worth a lot of money. If you win this NFT, it's a smart play by them. It's a relevant play by them. I, I think it's a good one. Should we get big ribs? No, we're not. We're not going to get it. I, it's I not worth we're, it. We're not getting it. It's probably worth it, but like, it's just the, what are the odds we're going to get it? Uh, when they get their impossible or their beyond meat burger, we'll, oh, we'll go ahead we and try that, that. But we, we, we ain't doing this. So Charlie, I have a quick question to you. Um, sure. When people like ask you about the podcast, especially if it comes up casually in conversation, yeah. Um, you know, what platform do you typically ask them to listen to it on? So I usually tell them you can find the podcast on all podcast. Uh, I say I, I don't stumble like I just did, but the podcast <laughs> is available on all podcast platforms. Okay. Uh, wherever you like to listen to podcasts. Oh, I've never listened to one before. Oh, great. Go to Spotify, go to Apple Podcasts. You can even ask your Amazon device to play it for you. Uh, Google Podcasts. You can go to our website, go.nottobetechnical.com. Forward slash listen, it's in our bio. There's lots Ooh. of ways to do it, but I think I know why you're asking this. Yes, so you definitely do. So at least me, myself, like yeah. I tend to, I do the opposite where I'm like, hey, you can you know listen to us on Spotify, but you can really listen to us on any other platform or okay. on everything. So I usually like front load it with Spotify because I figured you know Spotify is the most popular platform yeah. for podcasts. Everyone uses Spotify. That's the easiest place to go. Um, but I've learned that most recently, uh, Spotify actually just became the number one platform for podcasts, uh, which it just superseded um, Apple Podcasts yeah. by just like 0.2 million. So overall, the total number for podcast listeners on Spotify is 28.2 million and Apple Podcasts is at 28 million. Um, small margin, but still like I... I, I didn't think Apple Podcasts was the, the biggest one. Did, Apple Podcasts was more original, right? That came out first? I mean, Apple, well, they I don't know if they necessarily invented the idea. Like back when everyone yeah. was still using iTunes, like 
pod the term podcast really grew when Apple integrated into iTunes and started promoting yeah. it. Like this is like over 10 years ago at this yeah. point, probably even more than that. So Apple Podcasts by nature was the largest one because they really kind of pushed it forward digitally. Like Interesting. They were the, I didn't even realize that. They were essentially, I don't know if the, they kind of were the pioneers at least of getting it popular. So because of that, because of how well integrated the podcast app is on any Apple device, when you get an Apple device, naturally it just grew. And then Apple users just, oh, I always see this app. What is it? Or they remember it from back in the day or you know, as it started to grow. It now, totally makes sense. I just like, I'm so used to using Spotify yeah. as that platform or it, it's weird. If I'm not using Spotify, my secondary platform is going to be YouTube. Yeah. Um, and if you're listening to more of like the podcast on a video, yeah. you know, integrated with it as well. But um, hey, congrats to Spotify, the number one platform for podcasts. And you know what they're doing that's really smart is they're buying up the rights to extremely popular podcasts and even some that are a little smaller. So they're only available on Spotify. Oh, this. So I think I read something yeah. about this on the Joe Rogan experience. Yeah, Joe or, Rogan's one. Caller Daddy, which is another huge podcast, Spotify exclusive as well. I mean, a bunch of them are doing that. Yeah. And what's interesting too is like when this happens, like people on Reddit and fans of the show get pissed yeah. that don't use Spotify. Like there's this whole thing about when a podcast moves to Spotify because they're buying up so many podcast rights that people will stop listening. Like I doubt like they're probably still going to listen if they really yeah. like the show, but like people complain about it a lot, but the numbers show Why? like, I don't know people. Well, sorry. I, I asked no. a very targeted question. I don't know if you know. So some of the that. complaints why I've seen is yeah. they don't like the interface. They like to keep their music and their podcast separate. Um, they have uh, a listening that's history dumb. that's curated to them on another. Like, oh, these, okay, these, that's more realistic. I, the last one I said, I said last on purpose. That's yeah. not the most common complaint. But people also don't like being forced to change a platform, right? That makes sense. That's, I can see that. That'll like, be frustrating general, to me, right? Yeah. Like if I used one platform to listen to stuff and then it forced me, yeah, I can see that. But so what I've heard about Joe Rogan's though is, um, it, it, you know, I, I have to, I don't know it off rip, but it's like that essentially by him. Um, isolating himself to Spotify, he's losing revenue um, through other partnerships yeah. and wherever else because his Spotify is so popular. And I feel like that's like that. That's a, like the podcast everyone knows about, and it's like I feel like a meme. I've seen it on Hinge oh, or yeah. something where on a Hinge prompt, it's like, "Don't tell me you listen to like you know Joe Rogan podcasts." Yeah, I mean, the deal that he got to go exclusive to Spotify was a hundred million dollar uh, deal. Right. So that's yeah. a lot of money, dude. Like that's I mean, just like straight up to the Joe Rogan. I mean, that, that's a shitload of money, dude. I'd do it too. Yeah. So I don't, sell out. I don't, he may be losing that's a lot out of NFT on, money. It's a lot of NFT money, but like he may be losing out on revenue opportunities because he's stuck on the Spotify network. However, he still can sell a bunch of, like he can still do a lot on the yeah. side. It's just where it's available, maybe the advertising reach, but it's worked out. I mean, yeah. I, I if it's if the actual potential is over a hundred million, if he didn't do that, which I'd be surprised because the, the deal is just to acquire the rights. It's yeah. not even like he he changes anything else. I mean, that's that's a no brainer, like from his perspective. But his listeners might not be pleased. So another platform that I think is trying to like kind of snatch up, not like podcasts or, or creators in this instance, but a very popular feature that other platforms use is actually LinkedIn. So. I don't know if that segue made sense at all. Doesn't matter. I'm so lost, but I, doesn't matter. So what are they doing, Charlie? Because I well, let no me clue. tell you, LinkedIn has launched their own freelancer marketplace. Oh shit! Finally, holy shit! Yeah. So way to be fucking late to the game, LinkedIn. LinkedIn is the perfect platform for this too. It, so it, for anyone that that doesn't uh, that's not in the realm of where you hire freelancers or you're a freelancer yourself. Essentially, if you do any type of digital work or anything that could be related to freelancing, maybe you do graphic design, maybe you do video editing, uh, digital marketing, uh, consulting, it's endless what freelancing could mean, right? There's a lot of platforms that you can utilize to be a freelancer or to find a freelancer, right? LinkedIn is a professional network that freelancer or not, you go on there, you make a profile you're promoting yourself, you're marketing yourself, you're connecting with people, you're staying engaged, right? LinkedIn has the infrastructure, they're owned by Microsoft, like everything to do this, and they haven't done it for years. So now they've done it. And this will definitely 
if it goes well, which over 2 million users in just a beta in the US have already signed up for this as freelancers, uh, this will really bite into some of the um, the competitive platforms here in in this realm. Yeah, there's like, you know, and some of the competitors are like Fiverr, um, Upwork. Um, I'm just so surprised it it took this long for them to release something like this. It's like, I feel like this was a, this is something I've thought about for a while. And I thought it was a no brainer, um, especially because there's such synergy in this realm, you know, because people use it for recruitment to either find new business uh, or, you know, you know, naturally recruit talent. And what better place is it than the, the, the social media platform that you literally do to put yourself out there in a professional sense? Um, yeah, and I mean, LinkedIn already has 800 million users. Like, that's insane. Microsoft owns them now. I think last quarter, I see that they picked up 25 million new users. So adoption's still growing. Like, brand new people that are going on there. If you're in any type of realm where it makes sense to network, you're on here already. So this is a pretty cool thing. And if you're a freelancer out there, if you're someone that, that looks for freelance talent, look out for this feature. Because not like when we use something like Upwork, which I've used on both ends before, Upwork is really good. It's probably my favorite freelancer platform because yeah, you can make your own profile. The visibility into work you've done before and reviews is spot on. Um, they have an excellent system. Like it, It's really well done. But if you see LinkedIn and it's tied in with someone's profile, people that they know, like, hey, like I just found his freelancer and they're connected with Novice and Gary. Wow, that's crazy. Small world. You're already like it's a lot easier to sort of um, verify references to a certain degree. Super smart, and then you're not going on other platforms for stuff. It's a no-brainer. Really smart move by them. Really late though. They probably shouldn't. Yeah, they should have done this way sooner. But another another topic that I think is kind of referring back to something we talked about in previous episodes: the privacy changes Apple made earlier this year in 2021. Right, where in one of the the past iOS updates, you could then say, hey, I don't want to be tracked anymore on this app, right? So a number that I thought was very interesting is when you're thinking about advertising on platforms, social media based, such as Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Snapchat, Instagram, these are advertising platforms that are really focused on targeting a user instead of targeting, like if you have a Google search ad, what someone searched, right? So the type of information that's now blocked since this change has been very costly for advertisers because it's it's making it harder to track a specific person app from app from different websites they go to. So the insights you have on who they are and their interests and their demographic are essentially taken away on a mobile device, on an Apple mobile device, right? I'm out here saying no every time they ask me if I want to be tracked. You're, and you're not alone. I, I say no sometimes too. And this is my realm. I'm in digital <laughs> marketing, right? Fuck. It's some some of these apps are like random. I'm like, no, I don't want you to track me, Shazam. <laughs> Shazam, what the hell, Shazam? Yeah, why is Nopisam and Shazam and Dua Lipa? We know damn well he listens to Dua Lipa and knows who this is. So one of the things I thought was interesting is there's actually now numbers to kind of show what this has done to the advertising platforms and the actual. Who's law- got these numbers? Oh, dude, I've got these numbers, and let me tell you. These numbers, you know who's got these numbers, Novice? It's Financial Times, also FT.com. That's a nice domain, actually. Yeah, and that, Financial Times, FaceTime action. since the privacy, yeah, it's not FaceTime. It's $10 billion have been lost in advertising revenue since these privacy changes earlier. So in under a year, dude, $10 billion is a lot. It's I, a lot of money. What's so funny is when you say $10 billion, I was like, that's solid now, man. It's a lot. A little drop in the bucket for these guys. No, so that's fair. It is a drop in the bucket, but that one change cost these companies $10 billion <laughs> in less than a year. Dude, that's so much power that that's Apple wild, holds. Actually. So okay, much power. Okay, fair enough. Dude, think Get of – So you're thinking of like Facebook, YouTube, whatever, right? So advertising opportunities are lost, right? This means that if – let's say you're someone that owns like an e-commerce store online. Like you have some brand you sell stuff. Your ads are less effective now on Facebook. Your original thought may be like, oh, wow, like, yeah, screw Facebook. Like, they don't need the money, which I get, valid point. But there are business, every business needs marketing, right? There are businesses that maybe were thriving on these ads and like, this is how they made money. Like, it could be a, it could be a big business. Maybe someone, it won't hurt them too much, but it could also be a small business. Like, this is their main marketplace. Their ads are not effective anymore. They're screwed. 
this $10 billion is not just like, oh, like Facebook is screwed. It's like, hey, like this actually could screw people a little bit more if you actually care about a business doing well in their advertising. I mean, <laughs> I'm still laughing at just me being dumb and being like, yo, $10 billion is not a lot, but like, you know, spread across these, like, what is it? Is it like these four companies or is it a little bit more than that? It's, it is spread across those four companies. I mean, yes. like, you know, just if it's an equal split, like two and a half billion each is a ton of money. Like, yeah, that, that's a lot. I'd dude. be pissed. <laughs> no. So to put it in perspective, or actually our next trending tech topic actually can help here. So Zillow, I think Zillow is, you know, obviously you go on there, you look at homes in your area, you get disgusted at how much the prices have gone up. But the past year or two, Zillow has really thrived on becoming an iBuyer. And what that means is this is a company that can buy a home from a seller, essentially online, virtually over the phone, right? And they become big over the years. There's a lot of really good use cases for this. Zillow being a big brand, it made sense for them to start incorporating this, right? However, it was a flop. They just announced this week that they are shutting down the iBuyer program where you could just go on there, put your address in, get a quote, agree to the quote. It's very simple to sell your house. They're closing down the program and they're firing 25% of their workforce. And you know why? And I'm going to get back to why 10 billion is a lot of money. They lost $381 million last quarter, which is what set them over the edge. That's only million for one company. So you think about the billions, I get those companies have a lot going on and different. Fair enough. It's like, that's a lot of money. But for I Zillow mean, specifically, though. I mean, so that all makes sense. Like, you know, and I don't know exactly how much money Zillow makes, but like these other advertisers are the top companies out there. Now, now, what's so interesting also with Zillow is like it makes me think about our company. Yeah. You know, we're in the real estate space as well. This is a headline that makes uh, it very interesting in our space. You know, just seeing that yeah. some a big a big name in this space is crumbling under their own weight because they made mistakes in forecasting and trying to budget yeah. things appropriately and buying. So um, sucks to suck is the first thing I think about. Like they, did, they didn't have a good process in place. They didn't have people that knew what they were doing. It was an algorithm that just, you know, did it, didn't do it well. They couldn't forecast the market and they were buying stuff way below their purchase price. <laughs> So what I mean by that is the purchase price Zillow had, they ended up listing the homes under the purchase price. Interesting. So I mean, sixty. Oh, so sixty percent of those homes that they bought. Oh my god! I'm just thinking about what they're doing now. Is like they have their algorithms yeah. to rank these houses and then try to probably buy it at a certain percentage discount of this maybe purchase price or more, and then ended up just get screwing themselves and not being able to sell it at the right price. I mean, ouch. Yeah. And they, so right now they have 9,800 homes they need to sell and they expect to lose five to 7% on uh, these sales. Each like, of them. Yes. Oh God. <laughs> like uh, on average, they're going to lose five to 7%. I guess like, I guess in general, like on all of those sales, that's insane. <laughs> I mean, I will say one thing. It's quite impressive they bought all those houses. <laughs> yeah, it's outside. like, yo, we got these houses. There's a lot of houses to buy. Yo, they got the houses, but they got the In money. a year? Like, okay. Yeah, that's insane. I <laughs> I mean, they probably broke the record of buying the most number of houses overpriced. Yeah, and they're probably going to break the record for most money lost for buying houses. <laughs> I mean, it's good job, Zillow. They, they should have stuck to just helping out traditional real estate. You know, you go on there, you look in at the real... I mean, it's... Or they should have done this the right way. You know, it's like they're doing the whole goddamn nation. I mean, come on. It's insane. You can't just have a whole algorithm for that. But that that sucks, though. That, that sucks that they had to, like, fire the it, workforce. Yeah, I was going to say, it like sucks that. for the people yeah, who, that were affected by a bad business. Exactly. Yeah. The people who are working hard, whatnot. But I guess I don't care. It's just, I don't know. It ain't us. It ain't us. <laughs> That's the worst thing we could possibly say. I know. It's just we're in the real estate space. So something about yeah, it. Yeah, we're, we're a like, little, we're competitive. It feels like, like a competitor yeah. falling out. It's like, all right, get fucked. So Charlie, uh, why don't you kick off this Facebook conversation? Because uh, there's no way I'm going to be able to stumble my way through that intro. <laughs> you just stumbled through this segue or question very well. I thought um, that was smooth. So the main thing we're going to talk about with Facebook is... 
them rebranding as meta. And that was not smooth, by the way. I, I heard you say that. It was not a smooth transition. <laughs> but anyways, so for Facebook, we're going to talk about how they're rebranded as meta, what that means, and what is a metaverse, right? Like metaverse has been memed like crazy since this name change. Meta, like why do they do this? But there is one other piece of Facebook news I want to quickly go over before we jump into that because I find this very interesting. Facebook is under a lot of scrutiny, right? For lots of different things. AI, tech they use, advertising. Fake news. Fake news, real news, AR news, VR news, um, all the news. But their facial recognition facial recognition software, uh, which has been shut down. They're going to just completely remove it. They may use it again in future products, they said, or like they didn't rule that out. But the main thing that this was used for was, you know, when you put a photo up on Facebook, which I don't do that much these days, but like when you do, it'll be like, hey, that's Nafis Ahmed. Do you want to tag him? And what powers that, right? It's not just like, oh, it knows I'm friends with Nafis. It's like they have facial recognition software. The same thing that you see, like if you have an Apple device and it's Yeah, like, I was going to say, how good is it? Because yeah. I mean, I, I haven't posted shit on Facebook. I I honestly couldn't tell you how good it is, but I just know it's a feature and I know it's on there. And I feel like it had to be good if they're like, yo, we got to stop. Yeah, it's too damn good, right? It's like this. No, but you know, with all the heat that they're under, I think they thought it was better to cut their ties with this software. So you will no longer see that automatically generated thing. Like, hey, you just posted a picture with Nafis Ahmed. Oh, okay. You got us, Facebook. You really, you really cleared the air with that. That's right. Every all my gripes (laughs) with Facebook are gone. They really, they really actually. Now that I'm thinking about it, like. I get why people don't like tech that does this and it's like facial recognition and like it's scanning face. Like, sure, I get yeah. it. But like, if I did post on Facebook often and I wanted to tag people, it's not yeah, a bad yeah, feature. It's kind of helpful, you know? Like, I'm not going to lie. Like, I definitely liked it when I would do, uh, like, use iPhoto or something yeah. on my MacBook. And then you'd have little albums of your friends and stuff yeah. because it's pulling their face. And I was like, oh, this is great. Well, you can still do yeah. that. Facebook just can't do it because they're under the news and the microscope all the time. And rightfully so. Yeah. But like, so yeah, so Facebook and, and one of the things I think too, which is interesting is this is like, there's a story like every week about Facebook, like doing something to like make them seem themselves seem more safe and private for users because they're, all these things get leaked. People are complaining about it ever since essentially the 2016 election. It's been downhill for Facebook. It's like all of this certain things that come up. It's just like their public image. And gets the, fried the, all the time. And, and speaking of public image, the thing that's so weird to me is like why Mark Zuckerberg is still sort of this like sh- showman for a lot of these things. And like people just say he's like a lizard man in like a human costume. And honestly, a lot of times it's like, dude, you do not look like a personable guy when you He does look like a lizard man. Yeah, he, he definitely could be looking like a lizard in that skin. And they could just get someone else to do some of this stuff. You know, like like how Apple has all these different people in yeah. their presentations. And it's honestly, they try to show this diversity and it works. Yeah. It, it definitely makes them seem more personable and human. Where like Mark Zuckerberg, you really are not helping the face of Facebook. Yeah. Or I, think, I guess Meta. I think he has too much of a per. I mean, I would get it. Like Facebook's yeah. his baby, right? Yeah, yeah. So I think he's just not the type of person that can step away from it, right? He yeah. needs to be there. It's his thing. It's his for like, he he must be that personality. So Meta is actually a great example of trying to solve that problem where you just take that figure and you replace them and you hope that perception changes. Meta is that's what they're doing with Meta. Like there, there's more to it, of course, and they're definitely yeah. saying that, but. There's been terrible news lately. You had all those documents leaked, you know, from that oh, person gosh. internally. You, I mean, the list goes on and on with Facebook, like just poor public image and, and all the stuff with the users, right? So what do companies try to do? They try to pivot, right? So Facebook's Name been pivoting things. like no other, yeah. like with all their features, these things they're implementing, shutting down software, transparency, blah, blah, blah. They've been pivoting, but they're changing their name to Meta now. When you change a name, you hope that people's perception changes, that they forget things, right? That's not always why you do a name change. Mm-hmm. But in this case, could be something. Could be something there, like what kind of drove them to do this sooner than later? Because the news lately has been pretty bad for them with the internal documents. Honestly, like, I feel like it works. And what it yeah. reminds me of is like the early days of Facebook um, where – 
you know, when they would be, they would be changing features all the time, like yeah. little stuff, UI tweaks, UX tweaks, making things different for people. And I remember at that like day and age when things would change that fast, like people weren't used to it and people would complain like, OMG, why do photos like appear this way? And then a week later, once you're used to how things work, people wouldn't say a thing about it anymore. And this kind of is reminiscent of that for me is like, Hey, let's just change our name to meta. Let's kind of change what our mission and goal is here at Facebook. We're not Facebook anymore. We're meta. And this is what we do. We don't do social media and just connecting people. We, you know, we're trying to bring people into the next level of the internet. Yeah. And I guess just to clarify, so I I think a lot of people have probably heard about this. I I don't know how many people use Facebook, Facebook as itself, like you go to facebook.com, it's still Facebook, right? Like it's not like you go on there and it just says meta everywhere. The app is meta now. But corporately, they're known as Meta. You're probably going to see Meta more and more. As a digital marketer, they've already started incorporating. Like It used to be called Facebook for Business, this platform you go on. And it still kind of says that branded here and there. But like they're promoting Meta for Business now instead of Facebook for Business. Like It's like they're forward, corporate-facing. Oh, thing. interesting. So Meta and, – and so we're talking about kind of – why meta makes sense for image reasons and like for reasons that are maybe a little bit more political in nature. Right. But the reason why that they say they want to change this name, and this is their official reason they say is they envision a future version of the internet that is a persistent shared digital space, uh, which probably includes like, you know, augmented reality, you know, virtual reality, all, all those different things we've talked about NFTs thrown in there too, all these uh, they in that term is metaverse, where that is where everything's collected digitally, and so they're trying to get ahead of the curve. They also, I think, they, and the thing is, what gets me mad is we just talked about all this other perception related yeah. stuff. All of that annoys me, but then I'm like, honestly, what you just described makes sense. It's smart. Yeah. It's a smart play, and like that is, it's where the internet's going. It's where everything seems to be converging at is this this thing called the metaverse. That's being in, named in all these different news articles about cryptocurrency, NFTs, all of the above. Yeah. So, Nafis, how would you like a metaverse? Like, how would you define that? Like, to someone that doesn't know what a metaverse is. It. So the first thing I I would think about is VR. Um, mm-hmm. I I have you've used a VR headset before. Right? Have, I'd be yeah. surprised if you didn't. Okay. Um, I don't know if you've shared this experience, but I remember when I used a VR headset for the first time, I was kind of like, oh shit, this is like what all these movies and other things had alluded to for years and what it's going to be like. And like, this is going to transform the world. But this was like 2015-ish and I was like, oh wow, this has this still has a ways to go. It needs a lot of development, yeah. but it's going to be amazing. Um, and what I think about this is like, um, this metaverse is going to be maybe some sort of like this combination of what we have in reality with digital space um, working more in harmony, right? Not as much of like how we have like devices and phones that feel like, you know, like the, I feel like this big gripe about how there's such a like disconnected reality Um where the metaverse would connect things a little bit more to reality where it's also a little strange that also the other side thought I have is, or it disassociates you completely away from reality and it's its own separate version of reality. Um, one way or another, I don't think that made a lot of sense at all. Um, but that's my streams of consciousness. No, I actually think that you explained it quite well in terms of it. If you know what VR is or AR, like visually, that's what it's like, right? Where you, if you don't, you're fucked. (laughs) it'll become it'll be normalized but i i did look up just now so facebook's official i guess definition of metaverse is a set of virtual spaces where you can create and explore with other people who aren't in the same physical space as you so it's it's actually not a bad way to explain it It makes it very simple it sounds very business to me when i hear that it does it makes me think about like our boss who's currently remote and like being in, being able to go into a conference room with him and like whiteboard on something, like he's there in the room, which seems really cool. Like that's the first thing. And, I think and you about. can't really do that just yet. A yeah. metaverse like Facebook is creating yeah. can do that. And, and side note as well, uh, Facebook's not the only one doing a metaverse. You have Nike's creating them. You have random companies, Microsoft as well. 
they actually just announced right after this news that Microsoft Teams, which is a very popular, you know, like Slack like business, you know, messaging platform, uh, is going to have its own metaverse. You'll have your own avatar that looks like you. You can actually, I think, what you just said will be one of the things. Oh, like, that makes so much you sense. You can walk yeah. around, collaborate in yeah. there. Uh, and the Microsoft Teams is now in Windows 11 by default. So that's probably coming sooner than you would think. But that definition from Facebook, I actually didn't think was too business-like. I think it yeah. dumbed it down in a good way. The reason why is I was looking up another way that someone has described it before. This venture capitalist named Matthew Ball, he wrote a, a book that I guess was an extensive look at yeah. it called Metaverse Primer. And the way that he describes Metaverse, this is way more business-like, but it's pretty detailed. The metaverse is an expansive network of persistent, real-time rendered 3D worlds and simulations that support continuity, uh, co- continuity of continuity, continuity. <laughs> I, I, I bear empanada. Con- <laughs> continuity of identity, objects, history payments, and entitlements. It can be experienced at the same time by an effectively unlimited number of users, each with an individual sense of presence. Um, I, I love that. I don't know why. I, something about that really... Uh, was it me messing up the word? No, it just rubbed me the right way. Well, I'm glad because that rubbed me the uh, wrong Michael way. Michael Ball hit me up. <laughs> yeah, We're <laughs> getting ramen with anonymous listener number three. Oh, okay. With Matthew Ball as well? Yeah. All right, Matthew Ball, hit us up. But I think the the point of this, though, is it may be hard to imagine before you see it. Like a VR world is there, but like something like the closest thing right now where you have the headset on, you can look around you and it's like you're there. But there's so many things that I think it just doesn't make sense until it's implemented where Nike's a good example. So Nike wants to make a metaverse, right? Imagine where you're in an experience which doesn't seem, which seems far fetched right now, where you put on a headset, you put on these glasses, maybe they're AR glasses, and it's like you're in a Nike store and you look down at your feet and shoes that you're interested in trying on, you can see what they look like while you're wearing these glasses on you. You can see how they work with your outfit. You can see like just what the style would be 3d that's a very easy visual way to do it but what if you take it the next step where your ar glasses can also get the size of your foot by looking at your shoe it can also yes please you put the shoe on and then you can buy it right there there'll be something that pops up you could be like yes buy the glasses verbally or maybe you just point and click with these are things that sound this is a concept i brought up on a previous episode um when it came to buying bikes and i got flamed for it that was a terrible example still. I, I think you were rightfully flamed, but this is actually a pretty good example if I say so myself, you know, but. <laughs> All right, you're right. Thanks. But yeah, it's, there. there's things that it just, until it happens, you wouldn't like there. I was reading somewhere too, where people are saying there's going to be a day where people decide if they want to go. It, I don't know how true this is. If they want to go out for brunch with their friends in real life or do it in something that's defined as a metaverse. It's like, oh, you know what? Like, I don't feel like it. Why don't we actually just do this event like here? It sounds crazy now. Like, you know, sure, people FaceTime. Sure, people do like Zoom parties, things like that. But as this technology gets more and more robust, more and more immersive, they, that might be questions that actually come up and are much more feasible. People decide to do that more. The The physical space can just becomes virtual in terms of the actual immersion element of it. it it's not there yet. It's not. But it, that's the type of thing that's being envisioned. Facebook is is hedging their bets early. They're like, I'm we're thinking, meta, baby. Yeah, the Let's only go. thing that can make that work for me is like, I don't know, like, so I feel like this is some like more metaphysical bullshit I'm going to say, but I feel like people give off energy and just being in like a putting a headset or something on or whatever it is. just like, you won't feel that energy from people. It's not the same. Yeah. Um, and, and what I'm thinking about right now is like, we do this podcast typically virtually, but right now I'm sitting in front of you and it feels different. It is different. You know? It does hit different. Yeah, you know, it definitely does. And <laughs> Uh, but with like a, you know, a virtual party, don't get me wrong. Like, I think that like, I can see myself doing that today if I had that technology, but I, I would need some sort of like full body suit that can simulate a hug because uh, an office is a hugger, baby. Like, you know, if I can't somebody, feel a hug, I'm, uh, this, this ain't for me. 
Yeah, when you first meet someone, no matter who it is, you pretty much just say, come here and give me a hug, like to everyone. Pretty and, much. Yeah, and you would, in a metaverse, you would also be doing it. Like, what the hell? This don't feel the same. What's going on here? But <laughs> Why no, do I feel nothing inside? But, so honestly, though, it, it sounds insane now, but like, what if eventually the technology gets there? You know, And you can you, simulate a hug? That's probably or, realistic. Or simulate the feeling of a hug. Right, like maybe it doesn't even need to be a full body suit. There, there's technology being created we probably don't even know about. Right, it's there's there's diff. Who knows? All, all I'm saying is like there could be certain things. Maybe they'll put chips in our brain. Not that I would do that, but you know what? Maybe and Doritos should, or Lay's. Uh, I'm more of like a. I like the baked chips a little bit more. I don't like the artificially. They either they're all. I, I don't eat chips. I like why, am I, why am I acting I like I like those artificial I don't ones. eat chips. I don't really care about chips. <laughs> that, was, that was a great, great comment. I, I mean, I was going nowhere anyway with that. But I think what's actually going to be first. So VR headsets are a little bit more expensive and stuff like that to get into like a VR world. But Mark Zuckerberg actually, and I agree with him on this. He believes that augmented reality glasses will eventually be as widespread as smartphones. Definitely see that. Yeah, it, it will be. I, I, I agree too. So Facebook has already partnered with Ray-Ban. We talked about this in a previous episode. They're going to have smart glasses. And, and these are going to be the first iteration yeah. of them. You know, like they're not going to be doing insane things just yet. Like anything that we just Yeah, so like one thing that's like newer is like, um, and I don't have this feature in my iPhone, which is annoying to me, but it's like a, a LiDAR sensor or scanner, yeah. uh, which is um, like a newer sensor that came out in more recent phones um, that, that works with augmenting the, um, well, I, I used a word to describe what I was going to say, um, that optimizes the augmented reality features that things yeah. have. So let's say if you're like, um, you know, you're on Amazon and I had this button that said, um, see how this looks in your house. Uh, and it was a fucking iron. I wasn't trying to see how that looked in the house, but I was like, oh, wow. Um, if I had that sensor, um, it would, it'd be a lot easier to really kind of put this in like the photos and see what it looked like. I, I just love picturing you running around <laughs> with your LiDAR sensor phone one day and you're buying this iron. You're like, oh yeah, I want to see how it looks in my house. You're just frantically putting it on random counter. Yeah. Like around the house or like on the couch. Like, oh, it would look good there on the couch. I could, I could see you doing that. But you no, definitely it, can. It, it, but there's yeah, better use cases. The, I know you're the, kidding, the, but yeah. the point of what I was trying to say there is like that's like a, a new sensor that is now sort of widespread. Yeah. Uh, it's on like most like high-end devices you'll buy at this point. And like this type of technology is becoming more and more standard. So that way like just looking at glasses, like they're going to have all these new sensors and scanners. It's, it's starting to make sense it can actually work on like Google Glass. Google Glass was just far too early, dude. It was like they like it was cool for what it was, but it's it was just not where it needed to be. <laughs> but I think you're gonna be hearing a lot about this in the next couple of years, like AR Glass specifically, the metaverse and Facebook Meta too. If you are interested in any of this, and, and even if like you don't like Facebook, you're like, oh whatever, I would never be in like this virtual world. I think it's very interesting to just have the knowledge of what's coming in the future, right? Like future technologies. And if you are interested in just at least how this is being presented, Facebook did do a really good job of kind of showing use cases for it. I, I looked a little bit at the keynote. If you go to meta.com, so M-E-T-A.com, you can actually click through different parts of the keynote that talks about this. It's pretty well organized. If you have any interest at all, we'll have a link in our description, of course. But like, it, it is interesting to look at just to see what's, what's on the horizon here, at least. Uh, but Facebook... Also, so this is all, we're talking about the metaverse, future technologies. This is now their corporate name. They're even going to change their stock ticker. Like, I forget what it's going to be now, but it's not going to be FB anymore or whatever it is. Oh, it's going to cool. be based like on meta. Uh, it's, they also own meta.org and not just meta.com. So they've been oh, playing yeah, this for like a while. That's like his like a philanthropist sort of website, I thought. Exactly. So he's been playing this for a while. The metaverse was thought up, I think, over 10 years ago that this would be possible. And it's actually coming to fruition. Yeah, I'm not surprised by that. It, It's like when you put on a VR headset for the first time, it's like, holy crap, when is the world going to be here? Yeah, like what a time to be alive. Right? Yeah. It's like I don't, it, VR headsets are like, even though they're not where they need to be for me to buy one and really use one, they are they are really cool. If you yeah. haven't tried one before. If you yeah. haven't had the experience, I implore you to because like it's not going to be life-changing. It isn't going to be, you know, game-breaking by any means. But to me, it felt like it opened my eyes to like what 
things can be like in the future. I'll stop you here. Okay. Uh, for the rest of the folks, because we're tired and we out here. Wow, being very honest with the listeners. Yeah, it's pretty late at night. You know, this part of the reason why they, this especially conflicts with gay were totally our fault. Um, but yeah, I think you explained the metaverse really well, dude. I'm excited for what's to come there. I know you're trying to end the episode. I'm just talking more about the metaverse. But why don't you hit us with a nice, tired, office outro? Let's hear it. Give us that sick outro, boy. Well, it's been a while, podcast listeners, but it's been a long journey. We're at 23 recorded episodes, and we want to first just give a quick shout out to all the fans who've been engaging and showing love. We really appreciate it. It really helps us keep doing this, especially on days where we're tired uh, and weeks where, you know, we can't really line up our schedules the way we'd like to. So thank you for continuing to show out and, you know, give us the support we need to make this project roll. Um, but to close this out, you guys already know the drill. First, Give us a quick follow on Apple Podcasts, rate, and leave a review. Uh, jump over to Spotify. Follow us there if that's your platform. And definitely engage with us on Instagram at NotToBeTechnical and Twitter at NotToBeTech. And stay tuned for the next episode.